I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start the fire, let them see the smoke. Angel wings in the streets of gold. Loose change, gotta pay the toll. And it's a rocky road. They try to tell you to stop. They don't want you at the top of the spot. You gotta take you it. Gotta take you it. gotta make it. You gotta break it, chains. You gotta break it, chains. You gotta break them 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 chains. You gotta break them. We have a couple of guests with us that are going to talk about social media from a couple of different angles. We have Courtney Larvadane of Glow Social, and we have Robert Courtney of Robert Courtney and Associates. So the reason I asked them to come on the show today is because they both do what I do for a living, which is social media. Um, and I find it really interesting that you guys have both taken something that at one point in time, like nobody really under, I think people really still don't understand it. And you've made an entire career out of it. Um, and then you both use it for your own personal use, obviously as well. And so I just kind of want to dive in because I get a lot of people ask me like, how do you, how do you continue to do social media for yourself when you have to do it for business? Is there burnout? How do you know how to use it um, for business purposes? How did you get into using social media for business? Like, I think everybody has a different story um, on how they get into it. Like, no one went to high school and was like, oh, I'm going to grow up and be a social media strategist. Or like, I'm going to own my own digital marketing agency. So, uh, Courtney, we'll start with you because um, I feel like I, I've known Rob longer. <laughs> I know a lot more about him. So, I'm like, I want to kind of dig right into it. Tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, how you get into social. Yeah, so um, you're absolutely right that there was no social media. It wasn't really a thing um, growing up or in high school or anything like that. And um, I will say that in retrospect, and this is only because my mom points this stuff out from high school, that I was always in a chat room like for anything. And I would find... Um, there was always lots of forums for like different things. So I would like enter contests and, and be in these forums and like do all these things. And um, uh, I don't remember when MySpace started, but MySpace was a thing. So, you know, there was that. 2008. Yeah. <laughs> Thank like you. I know. So, um, so, you know, so there, there was kind of something. That's not true. I think That's it was because I remember being in college and people trying to get me on. And I was like, I'm good. That's not really going to take off. You're right, 2004. Yeah, I was like, it was no, before. Yeah, That's it was like when Facebook oh, started. No, you were right. Facebook. when they opened up Facebook. No, you're right. I said MySpace. No, I know. You're um, You're right. I was wrong. You're right. <laughs> okay. 2004, though. Thank you. I just want to make sure all the, everyone listening. Everyone knows that Courtney was right. Courtney was right. But anyway, so there was MySpace in high school. And. And I was always just really interested in it. And plus, I'm also a very social person. So when you transfer that to online, it was just like, oh, I can talk to my friends mm -hmm. all the time. So for me, that was great. Um, and I went to college for marketing. Um, so to me, that was a, an easily transferable skill because that's all it is, is it's marketing of yourself or your brand or your product and service on these social networks. Um, 
So after finishing my master's degree, I got a really lucky break and got to take a position at Disney in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And I was doing social media for Disney's fairy tale weddings and honeymoons. And that was really exciting because um, Facebook for Business was brand new. So they had just launched Facebook business pages. Um, Twitter was a couple years old. And everybody was just kind of trying to figure this whole thing out. Um, LinkedIn launched while I was working there. And so it was just really exciting to be at, you know, a Fortune 100 company who has the resources and has kind of the breadth and can actually call Facebook and, like, somebody who picks up the phone. And that was really, for me, um, a good introduction into social media for business. Um, And I really fell in love with it there. Um, So, you know, went on to do social media for um, a television network and um, then started off on my own. So I've been running Glow Social Media for six years now, and it's just been really fun to see the progression. So I'm excited to kind of talk about some of the things that you mentioned about how you manage your own and also manage the business. And then especially if you have clients, you know, how all of that, you know, what do you prioritize? Um, I'm looking forward to hearing everybody else um, and Rob's opinion on that too. Yeah. So that's kind of the short brief history. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, thank you so much for being here with us, and we'll give Rob an opportunity to kind of introduce how he got involved in social media. Um, yeah, my story is completely different. Um, I had absolutely no idea that I would end up running a social media agency. Uh, I started with a barbershop in 2000. I started, I bought a barbershop in 2008. I started working at a barbershop in 2004, around the time MySpace <laughs> Um, came about (laughs) and um, what I found super interesting was that I went into the barbershop with no clientele and everyone's you know walking up and down the street passing out business cards and trying to drum up business for themselves that way as barbers and I knew about this thing MySpace that was super popular amongst my friends Um, we would you know talk to each other and you know, put up pictures and and do all these cool things that, or at least what we thought was cool back then. (laughs) And in my mind, it was like, why would I physically go out and try to find customers when I could sit here at my barber chair and type on my computer and let people know that I'm a barber Mm -hmm. and they should come and see me for a haircut? So that really, like, that was the start of my interest and my curiosity about, like, how can I use this tool to benefit me um, in my business? And so, you know, that led to really building my clientele through MySpace, which turned into Facebook. And then during that time, I thought about launching a clothing line and uh, figured I would use basically the same approach. Um, Didn't really foresee how big it would become like how much I would end up using that vehicle but um, on a trip from from on a trip from LA to Detroit uh, I ended up having a conversation with this guy who I told I was getting ready to start a clothing line a lifestyle oh, you're a plane talker I am, I, 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 I am a plane talker if I'm spoken to I don't I don't typically initiate the conversations but I will finish the conversation especially if you have something that I'm interested in talking about for sure yeah. So this guy seen me reading this book, and um, 
I'm sorry. He's yeah. He's seen me reading the, this book and writing down notes. And I'm one of those guys that have 80 notebooks full of business plans and ideas and all those type of things. So I'm writing and writing and writing. And this uh, uh, red eye to Detroit, and he's like, it looked like you're about to take over the world. Like you have <laughs> a master plan. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I I've been running this barbershop, and now I want to expand it. All my chairs are full, and I want to do something. Um, I'm thinking about starting a clothing line. And he told me, he said, if you're going to do any business, you need to make sure that social media is at the foundation of anything that you do. And um, after talking to him for about an hour, I knew this guy knew what he was talking about. His family had owned businesses for a long time. And he just, I just got the sense that, you know, he was giving me some really good advice. And so he recommended a couple books. And I got off the plane, immediately went to Borders at the time, grabbed the books, and it was like, from that point on, I like it was everything social media for me. Um, just learning how to market, learning how to build um, customer profiles, uh, learning how to build personal brands, and just branding in general became super important to me. And so that was kind of like the beginning. And then we did what he said. Like I feel like we built the clothing line, like we built the social media agency that had a clothing line attached to it. Like everything that we did was social media with a product attached to it. So we've actually, I've actually been a social media company for a long time um, that sold sold clothes. And um, uh, 2015 is when we officially launched the agency. And basically it started from just giving people advice on what, we did for the things that we were doing and then how maybe they can use those those same things for what they're doing and the rest is kind of history we've evolved from that point so obviously since 2004 when we were all on myspace did you were you guys really into myspace did you do like the coding was, and all oh, of yeah. that oh yeah me too i was yeah. super into it. I, was like, <laughs> I was like i learned coding and stuff um yeah. to some extent but yeah so obviously things have changed so much over the past 15 plus years and how have you i think a lot of people who started it kind of like gave up because it's just so much to keep up with even now um so how did how how are you keeping up with all of the changes? How are how do you keep abreast with all of the different? I mean, even new social networks that come out and um, the algorithm changes and the insights updates and things like that. So I'm a big fan of working smarter instead of harder. So mm-hmm. I just make sure that I keep a lot of people in my circle who uh, also do the same things that I do and. You know, a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, why would you want to be friends with somebody who's technically your competitor? Well, you know, it's, we're all in this together as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I find is we can all share information, right? Right. And so it's really nice to just be able to sit down with somebody who, one, understands what you're working on and can speak your language. But also, maybe they read something yesterday that you didn't get a chance to read yet. And it's so much easier if they can just tell you, like, oh, by the way, Mm -hmm. they changed the thing, you know? Mm -hmm. There are just so many things off the top of my head that I... I learned not from reading them, but somebody mentioned it, like the the day Twitter changed to 280 characters, mm-hmm. somebody mentioned that to me. They were like, oh, it changed today. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I can turn around and act like I know what I'm talking about. Um, but just so many things like that, which is really nice. And then, you know, I might share something that somebody didn't know or hadn't heard of yet. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find that it's my professional network that helps me stay on top of things. Um, 
and obviously, you know, reading, knowing, you know, which blogs to bookmark just so you can check, you get the updates, and um, and it makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, for for me, it's the same. Like your network is is for sure super important. Uh, I'm the guy that wakes up at. 4 30 5 o'clock in the morning and i'll literally spend an hour to an hour and a half just reading like blogs like latest updates i have like specific people that i follow for specific things mm-hmm. so like i have like my facebook experts my messenger bot experts my instagram experts and so that's kind of how i personally kind of stay in the loop um and then i hate that what's that reading <laughs> no <laughs> I hate the I hate those people that can say like you you'd be the one to send me an update. I'm like, man, how come I don't know this? Right. <laughs> right. This seems so easy. Well, I, think, I mean, I think that's what separates right. probably people like Courtney for and sure. myself. For sure. Is that we love it. I love it. I enjoy finding out the new right. information before everybody else sure. does and introducing, you know, these things to um, my audience and the people that kind of follow us for those updates and that new information. And I think you develop a system, too, to make it easy, right? Whatever you love, you're going to figure out the most efficient way to do it. Yep. So yep. Um, I'm just saying it's like you'll send me some information. I'll be like, man, I'm supposed to know that. that this is something that's important. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So right. Um, I, I admire it. I'm just saying it makes me mad every time <laughs> I get I get an update from someone like you. But we, well, we enjoy well, making you mad. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I I want to ask a quick question, and then obviously Jalen and Jamie have any questions too. But for me, it's it's how do you simplify it, right? Because you have clients that no matter how much you know and how much you're doing for them, they probably don't understand. And so I can I guess first question. Maybe I have two questions. First question would be, do you ever suggest something for any client, and they're like? is that going to work? Like, do I want to go a different way? Or I can even see that because of the cost, they're like, well, can we scale it down? Even though you know in the back of your mind, this is going to get what you, you want. You about that the other day. Yo, you were? I think you did a post on something like that, right? Yeah. we. I mean, it's for me, it's the nature of the business. It's right. like probably 90%. I feel like 90% of the clients that we deal with as a company, we're spending more time educating them on pricing and you know especially if they're transitioning from a lot of our clients are transitioning from traditional marketing into social media mm-hmm. and they don't they just don't know you know they they'll say I need you to come and run our social media which is the first clue that you don't really have any idea of what you actually need right you know so when you start breaking down like okay Facebook is one thing Instagram is something different. Email marketing is something different. Like right. there's all these different categories that fall under running and managing a client's social media account. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, like they have no clue on how pricing works for that type of thing, yeah. on what they need, what they don't need. And then definitely like in terms of what we suggest, I mean we give <laughs> they come to us for the plan and for the strategy. Right. But nine times out of ten, they're going to have their opinion on whether it's a good plan or a good strategy or not. And then the thing that drives me crazy a little bit is when the strategy isn't working and they've given you 50 to 75% of that input. Right. And it's like, well, we tried to put you 
Oh, you're saying their their suggestions to your plan don't mm-hmm. work. Yeah, and because everybody could, because what happens right. is a lot a lot of people feel like it's their brand. Right. You know, it's like if you come to me for a haircut. Yeah. You know, and you ask for a bowl haircut. Bro, I'm hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. <laughs> because this is completely because everyone, <laughs> everyone, hold on, I'm going to turn my live, and I need everyone to see this. <laughs> my man just said, I'm going to come to him for a haircut. This is do, hypothetical. Do you have any idea how frustrating that is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Let, let's imagine. Let's use yeah. our brain. Hypothetically, our, our I still have hair. Let's you use our creative minds. He can line me up. Yeah. There you go. See, that's that's positive thinking. Well, the bowl, <laughs> the bowl haircut example is kind of a universal thing. Right. Like everybody joking. knows that's a bad haircut. But if someone comes and asks you for a bowl haircut, mm-hmm. and it's like, in my professional opinion... Right. That's not a good look for you. Right. But if you're going to pay me to give you a bowl haircut, right. then I'm going to go ahead and give you a bowl haircut. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, like, that's kind of like the, the thought process. But for social, like for us, I've turned down tons of clients mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, like, our reputation is that's, you know, mm-hmm. kind of in play. And when it comes to social media, it's like people are going to come to their own conclusions on whose fault it was, right. why it worked, why it didn't, Are you? Sorry, I didn't mean to catch you No, off. you're good. Are you able to sell <laughs> them on the fact that, like, hey, I wake up at 4.30 every morning to do this? I like, never try to sell them. Like, so that's, that's a, as a salesperson, that's the first thing I think is that is a, to create the value of what I'm doing to not have those arguments. Yeah. Well, it's not, and it's not, I'm it sorry, yeah, go ahead, Corey. It, it, it doesn't, I, I understand where you're coming from, but unfortunately, it doesn't matter. And I would mm-hmm. say it's not even our line of business, but in any in any service in any service industry, if you have somebody who um, you know, knows they need something sort of, but don't really want to do it, right. definitely don't want to learn about it to understand right. it. It doesn't matter if you tell them you wake up at two AM and right. you know, rewrite your strategy from scratch How every much single of an day. You are. They don't yeah. care because at the end of the day it's something that is new. They're kind of frustrated about it. They're probably mm-hmm. a little scared about yeah. it. And so it's you know, for for us at Glow, what we what we really pride ourselves on is education. So we wanna make sure that our clients are in the process and sometimes it's like dragging them kicking and screaming no you right. will sit down and i will explain this to you and they're right. like can't you just do it yeah no that's exactly <laughs> can't you just do it for me like can't just do it for you because it's really important not only to them but what they don't realize it's also important for longevity for me right. is because mm-hmm. the more i educate them and the more they understand the better the relationship is and next thing you know they've been a client for two three years because I took six months of time and kind of dragged them and forced Mm -hmm. them to understand it but I find that the clients who just at no cost will understand they're gone in six months because they Mm -hmm. don't take the time to understand and try to educate themselves I don't know if you've had yeah well I mean I I agree 100 percent and it was a learning curve for us I didn't I mean it's probably like the advantage of you know, being a woman, like you guys are pay more attention to details, but it was something we, I had to learn that, you know, first of all, there need to be an educate, even though I could just go do it and we could just go provide the service, we need to take the time to educate them on exactly what we're doing, why we're doing mm-hmm. it, how it's going to impact their company, the process that's going to happen, like every little phase of, you know, 
don't expect to have 10,000 followers right. next month. Yeah. Like, that's unrealistic. It's right. not going to happen. If you're looking for that, we're the wrong company because right. we can't produce that. Like, just every little detail. And then on top of that, all of it needs to be documented. I need to show you the conversation that we had. Mm-hmm. You need to read through it or at least have someone read through it to make sure that we're on the same page. And then let's move forward um, with the project. Right. If you if you do that, like she said, if you do those things and you go through all those kind of um, steps, I think it gives you a better chance at a longer relationship with um, the client that you're working with. So I have a question because you said something like, you know, we can't guarantee that you're going to get 10,000 followers. That's just not what, our, what we can provide for you. But there are a lot of... Um, growth hackers and um, people who create programs so that you can just like follow a bunch of people, get a bunch of followers, like automation tools, like all of these things. So obviously, I don't know how many of your clients like know about this, but I have people ask that like ask me about it and I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I'm like all about organic growth. I love that. It's challenging as hell, but I love it because then it's like, I feel that when it works, it's it's just more rewarding, and I think it's also more authentic, and it's also going to deliver you the results you want, which is whether it's sales or, you know, if it's driving traffic, lead gen, whatever it may be. But it's not just you know vanity metrics mm-hmm. essentially. But but do you have people ever ask you about that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I I'm not against automation tools. I'm not against growth hack. Like I feel like all each both strategies have their advantages um there's incredible tools that you can automate that will grow you at an unbelievable rate real followers um and then it's about how do you leverage that to produce whatever the objective is um but i am a huge fan of organic growth too you know it's it's also i get that same kind of fulfillment it's just that if a client is looking specifically for Instagram growth and they want to get their followers from, say, zero to 5,000, then we need to put the tools in place to make that happen. What I'm saying is we can we can guarantee fast growth. I just can't say you're going to be at 5,000 by right. – if you want real followers, right. and, you know, yeah. if you want to buy mm-hmm. some followers, we can make that happen too. You know, it's just – what do you want to do? And then let me explain to you the pros and cons of whatever it is that you decide you mm-hmm. want to do. What's your take on that, Corny? Yeah, I I agree with you. And our most of our clients, well, really all of our clients, are at least working on two or more platforms. So I turn any flat, I turn anyone down who only wants to work on one platform just because for us it is a full branding play it's not oh i just want to be on twitter oh i just want to be on instagram and the reasoning behind that is because we all have mentioned a couple of social networks that went away Mm -hmm. what's the point if you put all your time and energy into instagram Mm -hmm. and five years from now there's going to be a new instagram and no one's going to be on instagram you're gonna be mad because you have a million followers that don't go on instagram anymore Mm -hmm. you know and so the um the example that I use personally um, for my personal accounts is Twitter. So I have, you know, personal accounts on all social networks and Twitter just isn't the place to be like it used to Mm -hmm. be. And I have the most followers of all my other networks combined on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So that, like, when I think about it, I get mad. (laughs) We, and I remember we had a, we had a, we had a two year organic growth strategy on Twitter 
we were posting on my personal Twitter every 15 minutes from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Wow. for a year. And I got a lot of followers. And then no one uses Twitter anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why we try to steer the conversation away from followers because at the end of the day, there's going to be a new network and all those followers, you can't just click a button and say, follow me on you know, right. Snapchat today. Right. Um, so, so it's really important for us to kind of educate um, you know, the business owner and say, you really want to worry more about the breadth and the scope of your social media presence because you never know what's going to fade away. You never know what the next big thing is. And so um, if you have the budget uh, for it and kind of the manpower, I always say sign up for the next new social network because you never know, Mm -hmm. you know, Instagram started, you didn't know whether it was going to make it or not, but you might as well get yourself an account just to see. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone got a Snapchat account, and now it's just the same kids who were using it at the beginning are the same kids using it now, Mm -hmm. and the whole brand play just kind of skyrocketed and then went back down. But I I still, even hindsight being 2020, would never tell somebody not to get on Snapchat because Mm -hmm. I think that you get on everything, you educate yourself, and then you're prepared if that thing takes off and you're not late to the game saying, mm-hmm. oh, man, we should have got on Instagram. Dang right. it. Um, <laughs> right. A good example of that is TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Like, TikTok is about to explode. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's it just might the, be. the music thing? Because there was another one, wasn't there? It's, it's musically. It is musically. musically. It's Same thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. at your friends. <laughs> it's, it's funny that we. Hey. <laughs> I checked his Instagram. Like, I don't respect my Instagram. Right, so. like, I wouldn't be waiting. She's way, been plotting this whole time. I'll wave like this. this. <laughs> because I don't know well, what I'm doing, awesome so I'll wave. So it's all girls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's a couple girls on there. What's up? <laughs> Anyways. No, I know we're talking about social media, we, but we I really all, need to learn about the ultimate bachelor thing. So whenever yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. And we're, and we're going to stop talking about real stuff because I don't like all this business talk. We're going to talk about some real social media stuff. Jamie has something to say, and I think we got a break. Yep. 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 So it's crazy how we're talking about social media, and it's like, like a stock market, basically, like a financial stock market. But I have a question. It can be for either one of you or open to anybody. If you had to choose a social media platform, which one would you say is the most impactful? Right now, today? Yeah, today. For us, it's Instagram. Like, I don't know if that's... It's my personal favorite. Um, I just think uh, the there's the most variety of people. We, you know, you have business people. You have um, uh, uh, people in entertainment. You know, you have, like, a nice blend of different people, mm-hmm. I think, all on one platform, uh, whereas... You know, like LinkedIn is more business and Facebook is probably a little older and more family, you know. So I think Instagram gives you the most well-rounded. And then it's also the platform that a lot of our clients come to us for to help them with, you know. So we're just probably in that platform more than any of the other ones. Yeah, so... I mean, I'm always, I'm going to be the difficult one and be like, well, you didn't qualify it, so I mean, what are you going to say? Because I, I would, you know, if, if, you, if you put some parameters on it, and maybe the parameters are growing your service business, um, and you, maybe you're a business coach, then mm-hmm. I would say uh, LinkedIn is your, is your most impactful social network. But um, I, I totally agree with Rob with 
that Instagram has the widest breadth of people and Instagram's ads are the cheapest bang for your buck right now. So it's like, you know, Facebook ads are becoming a little more expensive and it's also a little bit harder to reach the people that you want to reach. But on Instagram, you can still really do that. So if you are trying to put money into it, Instagram's definitely a really good place for it. Um, but I would, um, I would also, you know, depending on your business, definitely not discount LinkedIn, especially for those of us with like agency style mm -hmm. or you, you offer some sort of business type service. Um, it's, it's invaluable. So on that note, we're going to jump into a break really quick. We have a song from a Detroit-based artist called Israel Keys, and the song is called That's Okay. So I'm turning everyone's mic down, but my Instagram Live is staying on. I, I heard I was supposed crazy. to let everybody know last time because y'all could have said something about me when I left the room. It wasn't an accident, but whatever. <laughs> what did we say? So here we go. Um, can you fix my okay. Facebook Live? Because it's got it's that's like one okay. it's like eight seconds. That's, that's or okay. Crazy. Maybe I was like too hype. Oh no. That's okay. I'm certified when it comes to the G shit. Bad bitches on deck, no freak nick. Swag surfer got the whole street seasick. Talking money, I'm the nigga you should speak with. Huh? Keys got the fiends on lock. Spots they jumping, they puffing a straight drop. Got the top down while I'm flying up the block like the hour in the minute. Had to work around the clock, just can't stop. Hungry as a hostage, money hungry. All I wanna eat is profits. Nina hugging on my hip, get a pop in this year. Go dig a blow a nigga run his pockets. Uh, top low corner office, a CEO with a team full of bosses. Connected, Texas to Boston. Dickies on chucks like I'm walking down Slauson. We up, that's okay, we teed up, that's okay, we G'd up, that's okay, we re-up, that's okay, yeah, that's okay, yeah, that's okay, that's okay. Back me up like I'm on the street. All my niggas come a hundred deep. See me whipping, I got leather seats. Foreign bitch came from overseas. Fuck her good, put her on her knees. Milf chick, see me with her niece. Say I'm blessed, I ain't even sneeze. Oh my God, you did it, Breeze. I got bars, I ain't in the cars. See me far like I'm on Mars. Diamond shine like you see a star. You see our ball, I ain't talking parts. Hitting targets like I'm throwing darts. Whipping dives, we ain't talking darts. Hellcat and the tents is dark. Gave her breezy dick, now she acting smart. That's okay, we teed up, that's okay, we G'd up, that's okay, we re-up, that's okay, yeah, that's okay, yeah, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay, yeah, that's okay, that's okay. All right, what's up, what's up? Welcome back, everyone. Again, that was Israel Keys, That's Okay. And we are back with Courtney from Glow Social and Rob from Robert Courtney and Associates, both digital marketing agencies. And we are talking about just social media because everyone uses it um, for personal reasons. A lot of people are starting to understand the value of it in their business um, and even you know interacting with their favorite brands and companies online. Um, so we're done with that though yeah i was gonna say alex is getting he's like a child yeah because we talk about too much real stuff <laughs> and i just get antsy you're right that's the perfect word because i gotta mess some shit up so a bad child who cusses my podcast is explicit i'm straight okay um so courtney rob yeah. and Jalen and jamie are gonna get into the conversation now so social media is, can be used for good 
But mm-hmm. social media can be used for uh, other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, people using it to get their personal brand out there. And their personal brand looks awful thotty <laughs> at some time. <laughs> um, and people use it for... Uh, obviously, a personal, a smaller businesses, in addition to probably the cor- more corporate businesses that you guys use it for. But my thought process is, okay, you guys are on here all the time. You guys see some of that other stuff. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? You know, someone being Instagram famous, and I've said this on several different podcasts where I'm like, dang, somebody got like 1.2 million followers. That's what's up. And then I'll see them like do a post from their house, and I'm like, that's their crib? Like, how are they not? capitalizing on 1.2 million people mm-hmm. watching this and you know they'll have 60,000 likes mm-hmm. to a to a post or a video or something and uh, that's what's crazy to me like what do you guys think when you see that so I'm all about being Instagram famous I, I love it I, I do love it I'm just I, trying to understand yeah. it no I, I love it I think that the the majority of Instagram models just don't know how to leverage what they've created. Absolutely. They they have the the skills and or the look. The look. Yeah. Or you know the natural talent to the look. <laughs> just the look. Okay. Just leave it there. Because it's it's hard for me to call it talent for exactly what I said. If you had talent. Like, it's hard to not monetize the attributes. Wait a minute. We're not going to do that. We're not going to hate on Instagram models, okay? I'm not hating on them. I'm not. No. I'm not hating on them. But what I'll say. I think it's a talent to get that fucking angles. Do you know how hard it is? That's a talent. And that's what most men don't understand, that it is a talent. Right. Because. Some angles. Suck, push, pull, twist. All at the same time. And hold the Filter, structure, contrast. Girls are, are doing their own makeup. Right. They are styling their hair yeah. so they can take these pictures. And it's, you know, not everybody knows how to do their own makeup. I, not everybody I agree with knows, that. you know, so I would say there's some talent involved. But what I'll say is that the big thing that's missing is the now what. So mm-hmm. you've got the million followers. Now what? Mm-hmm. And that is what's always missing. And so there are. At, on on the converse, there are tons of people with 500 followers who have a what, you know? Right. They're selling something, they're peddling their wares, they're, mm-hmm. you know, trying to hawk, you know, this, that, and the third, but they don't have the followers. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these Instagram models with followers, and they never ask anybody for anything. And Except I'm, maybe they, they, like, sell, like, bundles. Or, <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not... I'm not talking about but Instagram the, but, models. But, but 900,000 of those 1.2 million followers are men. So they're, they're not, not buying models. Right. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I'm not even talking about Instagram models. You got you got guys putting videos out there oh, yeah. that have a ton of followers. You got comedians, uh, Instagram comedians that don't know how to use it, all that stuff. Well, I think, I mean, I have um, uh, artists who are clients of mine who have massive followers and don't capitalize it and don't understand how to use their social media or how to leverage it for, you know, business purposes. And I'm just like, yo, I have like 2% of their followers and I'm I'm leveraging my right. measly amount of followers right. to make money and you have, no one's told you this yet? Like, who right. is your, who's on your team? <laughs> like, yeah, I think, I think a lot of times it's just, 
I, I, I don't know if it's taken for granted. I don't know. Maybe maybe you have some insight, Rob. But what I do want to say is I do have a book, a recommendation, um, Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, I, the concept means give, 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 then you ask for something. Mm. So it's almost my advice for everybody who's out there with tons of followers and has just been kind of posting and amassing followers this whole time is great read the book and then figure out what you want to ask about so you can ask in the right way and you're not thinking like oh like you know let me sell bundles that's the only thing i can think of (laughs) somebody give me a new thing that people sell like what do they sell premium snapchat yeah (laughs) oh premium snapchat though but i'm like a lot of girls jumped on that because Mm -hmm. it was just like if if the shit's going down in DMs anyway, might you know make My money goodness. off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, what's it? What's that? I don't even know what that is. Oh, don't act like you don't know about the premium <laughs> Snapchat <laughs> Ultimate Bachelor. I don't. I'm trying to tell you, but I might after this. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask any rhetorical questions. I'm asking what it is. That's so funny. So a premium Snapchat is essentially a Snapchat that's private. You only accept people who pay, and then you show things that they would pay for. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> he thought about it. Oh. I that's mean, that's, that's basically... I mean, just kicked in. This is, yeah, I'm not doing all that. I'm not paying for it. What's up? Yeah, Those have been around forever. Yeah, yeah that's like a little webcam yeah. thing. Right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that will pay for it. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, in... in I guess, like, at the end of the day, I feel like you can't really be mad at this. Like I said, if it's going down anyways, you might as well get paid for it. So, mm-hmm. and at least they learn to leverage the shit. And right there, you go. There you go. I think. I mean, for me, you thought you thought the first part of the conversation was business. Like, yeah. this is to me, this is more business yeah. than the other stuff. Like, my if I had to create the perfect, like, the perfect scenario, it would be working with influencers and teaching them how to leverage their following leverage their audience create brand deals structured like all that stuff is super interesting well to me they or have the biggest influence right because all you have all these companies that are trying to get people to come to them these people are already coming to them wanting something whether it's a picture, whether it's a conversation or something. So, yeah, I mean, it'd, it'd be the easiest turnaround for you yeah. because it's just teaching them, hey, what, figure out a, you said a now what, mm-hmm. figure out a why and now what, whatever. Well, and I let's, mean, but let's it's really the, towards that. it's really the, it's the, the starving artist type of kind of mentality. Like, this isn't something new. Like, mm-hmm. how many actors are out there that never became actors? Right. Like how many rappers are out there that never made it? Because it's hard to be a creative yeah. and be talented right. and, be, and then also be about your business yeah. and understand strategy. You yeah. know, so And you know, what most creatives don't realize is that talent isn't enough. Yeah. It's not the most talented people who mm-hmm. are rich yes. and famous. It's not the most talented people who have record deals. It's people who it's people who had one of or a combination of, you know, opportunity or connection or mm-hmm. just kind of luck in yeah. some certain arenas and all that mixes together and that's, you know, what turns into the big break. But I, I think a lot of times creatives think, man, I'm I'm better than that guy, but it's like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, like, you see, you, I, I, I tell them all the time, like, you're singing in the shower. Like, I just had a conversation with um, Black Lion Society 
and was kind of telling them like my DM is filled with like literally filled with rappers, singers, musicians. Trying to get at you? Trying, yeah, trying, trying to, to ask services. for information, yeah. Yeah. strategies. Like, how I do like I reach more people? Like, you know. That's the that's the one demographic I feel like that reaches out to me for services more than any other type of business. It's just musicians. And mm -hmm. I and it works for me because I am I love music so much or whatever. But um, a lot of them, you know, starving artists yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you do? They can't exactly. watch certain people. It's, well, the, and that's yeah. the thing, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, like, boxes filled. Yeah, no, and, like, I'm a sucker because I will, like, I've done it for the low or whatever, and ju or just, like, I won't do it, I won't do shit for free anymore, because I used to meet with people for free, and now I'm like, nah, it's $50 for a consult, period, and then if mm -hmm. you choose to go with me, then that will go towards your services, but I'm not meeting for free, it's too time-consuming, and I give you way too much knowledge, mm -hmm. for, you know what I mean, but... But I do have a heart for music or whatever, and I love doing what I do or whatever. So I'm like, I could listen. I can help you out. I could give you some knowledge. I can kind of show you the way a little bit and then, you know, work something out for payment. But, yeah, I don't know. That's I had to, like, I tried to, I'm sorry, go ahead. You have a No, I was just going to Hey, so. welcome, Jalen. <laughs> whatever. You've been chilling over there. You must have not had no coffee before. I did, right. but I'm still <laughs> super tired. Um, so, like, typically what... Um, is the costing for, I guess, services or getting information from you guys? Because I know you had mentioned, like, you're trying to drag, like, the whole six months out of them. Like, how how much would that typically cost? So, um, the way we work at GLOW is it's um, typically a one-year contract. Sometimes we offer a six-month contract, but mm -hmm. one year is where we'd like to start. Um, and... You know, the, the financial commitment is um, probably starts around $25,000 for the year. And what a company is doing is they're bringing on what is essentially a social media team. Mm -hmm. And so it is cheaper than hiring a person who, you know, is maybe at $35,000 at least in salary. But then you also have to factor in benefits. They need a computer. They need space. Um, a lot of things people don't think about is, you know, the energy per person of in your office. So mm -hmm. it's like the lights are on, the heat is running, you know, water, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff adds up. And, Do you have a physical office for um, So we did in Lansing. Okay. And so I've been here in Metro Detroit for um, almost two years now. And so I have been working co-working spaces nice. remotely but um i am not a i'm not a work from home person a lot of people have that talent but mm -hmm. i end up you know taking lunch and you know making myself some lunch and then i'm like oh well let me put some clothes in the laundry that's and then all, that's all right for me. I'm, i have a mimosa and i'm watching real house hold on the people on the thing can't see my don't call my stuff out. Hold on. You're I was hiding it behind oh, here. Sorry. I don't know. Magical. I'm He's so greedy. So he didn't offer anyone. I need y'all to know what type of person you're dealing with. Look at Selfish. him. So greedy. So, but I, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to. It's old champagne. It's fine. Getting getting back to having an office because I like the environment and um, you know I've been fortunate to have a really nimble team that kind of can fluctuate based on the needs. Um, but I like being in that atmosphere. Um, mm -hmm. 
the reason I started a business was not because I didn't want to be around people, not because I didn't like the office environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I still like, you know, want to get back to that. I have that kind of desire mm-hmm. to get back to that kind of feeling. Um, we, we're around the same. We're probably a little less, exp- you know, we're, we're a little less costly, I should say. We do. But we don't do quite a bit less <laughs> for a lot more results, but that's, that's, it's just personal preference for whatever you want. <laughs> no, I, would, I mean, I would love to be more. It's just honestly, like we've been leveling up like our prices like i we don't do we do month to month you know we don't nothing is extended because i try to put myself in the shoes <coughs> of the business owners and like i'm the type of person that i want you to prove what you're bringing to the table yeah, for sure. and so like it's the reverse for me as you know the person that's providing a service it's like i want to show you within these first 30 days that we're going to impact your brand in some way. And then if you don't feel like we're helping you, I don't really want to be with you for another year or another 11 right. months because that can turn into a tough situation right. in some scenario. So that's kind of why I've structured it like that. And that's not to say that it will it will always be that sure. way because mm-hmm. having somebody commit to six months and 12 months from a financial standpoint is dope. Like, yeah. you know, I would love to kind of have that type of um, leeway, but... My goal is to eventually create the system that produces the results where that where Robert Courtney doesn't have to be physically a part of every Mm -hmm. situation. And we've begin. I mean, Amber kind of know, but we begin to kind of build that, you know, so I want to go in like, listen, you're getting the team. If you want Robert Courtney, like that's that's going to be a little bit more. But um, that's kind of like the direction. So we like we start off around probably like a thousand dollars for the average client and then for the month a thousand dollars a month is what like our average clients pay mm-hmm. and then it, it trends up depending on what they want specifically i like what you said about leveling up and um and i think that's something that in in all types of entrepreneurship people don't talk about enough so when i when i started my business the very first client i had was um I think $500 a month. And I was like, oh, I made it. Like, this is it. I only had one client. And I didn't have a job. So, like, I had no money. And I thought that I had made it. I was like, this is great. And this was when? This was in 2012. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, then I was like, yeah, my next client, definitely, I'm going to ask for $600 a month. So, my next client (laughs) was a hair salon. And I was working for them in exchange to get my hair done every two weeks. So it was great. It worked for me at the time. It's like, you know, I, I didn't have a family. I hate those deals now, though. Right, right. Like, I didn't have, I didn't have <laughs> mouths to feed. I didn't have a family. I didn't have, you know, all that stuff. And so for me, it was like, oh, well. And I was living in Atlanta at the time, so I was definitely getting my hair done yeah. every two weeks anyway. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is actually a really yeah. good thing. And so I... I recommend to people who are first starting out to not turn down every barter opportunity that you get, but to be really smart about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to to take a barter deal at, 
I don't, I'm trying to think of something I would never do. A skateboard shop would be really dumb for me to do because right. it's like, okay, now I have like $10,000 of skateboarding yeah. equipment. I literally don't know how to skateboard. Are you going to flip it on eBay? Right. <laughs> right. right. So, so yeah, there's definitely opportunities there. But then, you know, if you think about something, oh, this is a service I use or maybe this is something right. that I already am spending money on, that's a potential opportunity. I still barter. I'm like, I, but I'm not an agency either. I'm just a freelance person, so I do my own thing. Even my pricing structure is a little different. I think depending, honestly, I charge different depending on how big of a company you are, if you're mm -hmm. an artist, whatever. I try to work with people. Um, but do you guys do, I usually do like an initial, what I call a project phase where I do a complete digital audit of their brand which is a lot of freaking work so i always charge and i'm like and it comes with a three-month commitment so i always charge them anywhere from like um like uh, maybe 1200 to 3000 for that project phase and the first three months and then after that it just depends on how many accounts they want how many how many times i'm posting like if i have to create different posts um the types of content are they providing me with assets am i creating my own assets and then that kind of determines how much i'm charging per month so what you said is basically what we do and that's the reason we require the contract is because the first 90 days is strategic planning mm -hmm. and you know development of you know there's always stuff and i'm sure you know this that people don't have they're like yeah we're ready it's yeah, like they don't sure. bring assets they don't they don't have like <laughs> guidelines right. they're like i don't know no i, I force them to, like it's included like yeah, right. In you, our package, you, I just, you make them do it, but yeah, that—that's yeah. why we require the contract because that first quarter is shot. Yeah, you know, we have so much work to do, and I always let them know we are not going to put anything on social media for 90 days because they think I'm going to show up and, like, by the afternoon, I'm just going to be, you know, <laughs> right. posting away. Three and I'm minutes. like, that's not how can, this works. My ride yeah, <laughs> can we can we slow down for like a couple seconds because. For you three in the industry, y'all are saying uh, assets and this and that. I have no idea what y'all are talking about. And the way Jamie's looking at me right now with my peripheral, he don't know what you're talking about either. So explain oh, okay. what you're talking about so, with that. So basically, um, there are certain... There are certain things that a business should already have in place before they bring on social media, whether that's hiring a social media person in-house mm -hmm. or bringing on an agency like ours. Right. And a lot of times, businesses don't have those things in place. Yeah. So maybe they've never written a marketing plan. Okay. So they can't tell you, you know, have you ever used a billboard in the past? Have yeah. you ever taken, you know, what do you do? Do you yeah. do you do radio advertisement? What's the deal? And then um, we also like to learn about the history of their social media. Who's been managing it? Is that person still around? Right. Do they know how to log into the account? Because yeah. that happens all the time. Yeah, I can see I don't that. know my Twitter password. It was the girl the password, yeah. five years ago. She right. said it up. Or there's like four accounts that they don't know how to. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Like, so there's just. Assets would be like pictures. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for I could. <laughs> I could. I was like, but what did that do? Essence? Yeah, I could. <laughs> I could guess. I was guessing that's yeah. what it was, yeah, but I, I needed like some your, clarity. Yeah, logo, any right, pictures, to make videos, it easy for yeah, you guys to put stuff up. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> we can get back to talking about other stuff because I'm really here to learn about this. Because when I read it on the email, I was like, Ultimate Bachelor? No, I feel like you're trying to sell me a package. And it's you know not here yet. Because <laughs> this ain't my main thing. I'm so like, don't I even. Don't even come. <laughs> at it. Tell her she's been plotting this. She's been plotting the whole time, <laughs> looking at me up and down. She started off like, like a like a ribeye. <laughs> he gonna need twelve months, and I'm not putting nothing <laughs> up for three of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, Ultimate Bachelor is um, kind of the yin to Amber's yang a little bit. That it's for guys. The progression of men. The name is for shock value, obviously, but um, it's for all guys in a relationship, married, single, everything, to have uncommon conversations, right? So, oh, wait, we're talking about a podcast. Mine. That's the name of your podcast? Yeah, okay. Ultimate Bachelor. I thought you were on, like, The Bachelor show. <laughs> no. no. I mean, um, look at him. Let me get that's, my face. That's the name. The entire time, I thought you were, like, a contestant on The Bachelor. Like, <laughs> 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 I thought, yeah, I thought that'd he was, like. That'd be what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Let's not rule that's that out. Like Anyone watching. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's not rule that out. Anyone watching. I'm ready for that. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, it's it's to have uncommon uh, uncommon conversations because women have those type of conversations all the time, right? They're gossiping, they're they're getting together, they're talking about real stuff. Guys do it too, but they don't do it as much. And even if when they do do it, they're not going as deep, they're not going as real as women might go. So, the point is to have those conversations in a community for guys, right? Um, like me and one of my homeboys gets here and talk about girls and say, and he could tell me this girl broke his heart, all that. But when he in the streets, <laughs> yeah. man, I'm, I'm about these hoes, bro. <laughs> when he still my got a girl. On, is family friendly. No. Oh. Are we? Anyway, sorry. But he's, that's what he would really say. But what, what the point is, is to have real conversations. So. Um, however we can do because conversations like that help women evolve and that's why women think they're so much better than guys in a lot of ways they are because they they're dealing with stuff they're they're improving all the time guys aren't improving all the time you might have some guys that for every aspect wearing the same thing they wore 10 years ago you know what I mean because they're not having fashion conversations or you know beards are in now right I so, don't know, are they? <laughs> you, got, you got a pretty tough one over there. Oh, no, I but it's like two weeks ago. Yeah, like like beards are in, and there'll be, be some guys that see. I like to be clean shaved, but some guys that don't want to grow a beard, not knowing that makes you look. Oh, I, my burrito Jamie over there is, is killing his beard no, too. No, it's not. Beard game. So, over here. <laughs> it's, it's contouring for men. It's what? Contouring for men. Yeah, yeah. That's a great word, contouring. Because the other thing, and the last thing I'll say about it is, women have sources of real. Like, you can go to a women's magazine, and there's a lot of vulnerability in Cosmopolitan and in those magazines. Guys don't have any vulnerability anywhere. You go to GQ, you go to Men's Health. Like, I work out, not as much as I should, right this second, but normally I'm working out a lot, and I'm looking at men's health, I'm like, I can't do half the stuff they're doing in there. So never mind someone who's, you know, older or younger or not as motivated or whatever, so. Which is probably, like, insecure, like, yeah. deep-rooted insecurities that everyone is just constantly covering up. A hundred percent. And and not even about insecurities all the time as much as it's also just not educated, right? So Amber always gets on me for, for my pants because I'll, I'll wear, I'll wear mine's pants. more fitted. Oh, her mind's more fitted. But Man, you had on pants. No, he had on pants these one day. I thought it were leggings. I was like, why do you have <laughs> leggings on? Fitted pants are in. No, it, they were leggings. The, leggings. <laughs> they I, felt, were, I felt very comfortable and very stylish. Point, point being, they do make them so comfortable yeah. that you forget how tight they are. Yeah. Like, that's like somebody's, somebody is a, that's a strategy to make them so comfortable <laughs> that you're yeah. worried about And the point, on, the point about that is, is that you have guys out there that'll be like, 
I'm never going to put those pants on. But their girl might love them in those pants. So the, it's educating people just about evolution. Just guys just don't always get on, on that wavelength. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, we could that. have a deep. Like, I feel like if I wasn't, I feel like I'm doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't doing this, I would be a basketball coach. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't doing that, I would do something that has to do with, like, relationship advice right. or whatever. And I feel like it's, like, 90% insecurity. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 10% everything else. Everything that you're talking about. Like, right. the, men that, the men that I'm around are very confident men that's not insecure at all Mm. we have those vulnerable conversations all the time like Mm -hmm. just depending on what's happening um but that's why they're i think they're not insecure is because they have those conversations they deal with it and they're moved past it right but they've come from different right they've come from different you know different places like you know dads and and you know um both parents being Mm -hmm. around like all those things that probably kind of play into it um but i also on the barbershop for right, you so know, you have you have years. years. You can put yeah. a like mic in there, and yeah. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I've listened to these conversations from guys who are exactly what you're referring to, mm-hmm. and it's so obvious that there's so many missing links. Right. You know, there's yeah. not these resources that you're referring to yeah. for them to kind of get that education um, and be around people that are secure right. and, and you know confident within themselves or whatever. So they can do some of those things. So, well, one from both sides. You're welcome to come talk about it at any time because I'm I'm trying to have those conversations with any and everybody in every way. The other side of it is it's not about because I don't I, I do have a lot of confidence, probably too much confidence, but I don't think that's what drives these. I'm just being honest. So, <laughs> so I don't think that's what drives these conversations as much as I just have a genuine curiosity about getting better. Um. And, and in that, I want to have conversations. I think having those conversations and or hearing those conversations for people who just have no idea how off they are, right? Um, I think that helps them grow and maybe makes them take the next step, right? You're like, dang, I didn't know that dudes was wearing tight pants. That's the one I have to refer to with Amber here every time. <laughs> I didn't know dudes was wearing, I'm not going to go all the way skinny, but my fat farm's really not in, not in style no more. Okay, but that's a great point because then it's like, for me, like my thought process right. is I like the pants. Right. I want to wear the pants. Right. Like, yeah, you're okay. they, I don't, if they're in, they're in. If they're not, they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's kind of like... Sure. And the last key about it is, I think you hear a bunch of conversations. I didn't mean to cut you off. But I think you hear a bunch of conversations and you form your opinion off that, which I think a barbershop does better than anywhere, right? Because you sitting in there, you hear this dude say this, you hear that dude say that. You're like, man, he was wrong. I felt like he was right. Right. That's what I'm going to do, just from hearing the conversation. I think, think, like, the whole world is ran upon, like, insecurities. Like, just from when you hear Rags the Riches stories, it's just like, well, why are you, like, what made you become a billionaire? It's just either their upbringings or maybe their dad did it or, you know, maybe they feel some type of void that they're trying to fill. And just also just, you know, with with people searching for greatness or, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, they want to be the best because, you know, they they felt like they weren't at a point in time. Right. That basically 
gave them that motivation and that urge to do so. So I, I think just to like piggyback on it, I feel like insecurity is definitely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. men, women, just the whole society and the world. I feel like it's definitely right. And mine came from I was married and divorced. I've, you guys have probably heard this a couple times, but being married and divorced, you really just realize how much you stop growing, or I did in that relationship, definitely. just stop growing. Mine was a little different situation in that I was trying to please this person who I thought was great, right? So I was trying to do everything she wanted to happen. And then I'm single all of a sudden. It's like, dang, I got to impress other people different ways. Right. This girl likes this. This girl likes this. I'm trying to hang out with these people. They feeling this. They they trying to go do this. And, and that's kind of where the idea came from is like, man, I got a lot of changing to do. You know, and it's not even in a bad way. I think it's interesting, though, because um, a similar situation, married, divorced, and and being newly single, you kind of like, and I was married basically half my life or all of my adult life for the most part, so I was really like, wow, I don't even know. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what really people like anymore Mm -hmm. because you've been with this one person who has really weird things that they like or don't like or whatever. Like, I just realized how weird my fucking husband was after the person. I'm like, you motherfucker. You know what I mean? (laughs) Shit. <laughs> and you realize because you get called out on it. Yeah, I, I do something. They be like, "Why are you doing yeah. that?" I'm like, "Why am I doing that?" <laughs> so, no, but just so you oh, do, you man. find yourself so like. Initially, I think I had some of those same ideas and thoughts about like, "Wow, like, well, what do people like?" Whatever. But then I just kind of got to the point where I think it motivated me to grow and be the best version of myself that I can be to tap back into who I am outside of being a mother, outside of being a wife, outside of being whatever, but just being, you know, the the root of who I am. Mm -hmm. And so um, going back to being secure, I'm not insecure. I'm not trying to impress or please anyone. I just feel like if I'm for you, I'm for you. So I'm going to be all that I want to be and all that I can be. Mm -hmm. And if you love it, then it's you love it, and if you don't, you don't. So whether it's like, it's like self-awareness, like mm-hmm. if you, if you, I feel like everything that's happening on social media because we're in it every single day, like I'm forced to absorb like all these different mm-hmm. aspects of like so many different people's opinions and personalities. So maybe that plays into like my outlook of just kind of like muting everybody like everybody mm-hmm. is even kill and i'm seeing mm-hmm. everybody as literal almost like the matrix mm-hmm. like everybody is like dots and you yeah. know on the board and it's just information um passing through whereas i think the average person truly like internalizes yeah. every that's, conversation that's, they read every picture they see difference. you know mm-hmm. and every visual that they look at and it's like there's this comparison like you comparing yourself yeah to that thing all the time right all the time yep. which is why everybody look at social media as such a bad thing sometimes yeah. it's like yeah you know. i i was always well when social media got big enough when people started giving it up or like giving up yeah. rent or like going on a social media <laughs> I'm like, what? I, what I, I was always so confused because to me it was like why you know what is what is it doing to you that and then you know people would say things like oh well I spend too much time on social media it's like well I spend every waking moment <laughs> right. right. yeah. you probably don't spend more time than me right. so like right. why is it making you feel like you need to detox and for me it's it's making me feel encouraged yeah. and I'm learning a new thing every day and exactly. I'm 
finding new brands and finding out about new people and it's just you know really well I think that probably too has to do with the people just like in your real life I'm sure that you surround yourself with so the people you follow on social like me I I decided to open myself up because I wanted to experiment with myself in growing a personal brand and I opened myself up to everyone and started having these random stop stop being private yeah. What do you mean? I'm trying to figure out what Yeah, no, stop being private. So, like, my Facebook yeah. was just, like, close friends and family. Now mm. I opened it up. Now I have, like, a maximum followers. Plus, I have the, the podcast page, which has, like, I don't know, 3,700 followers, something like mm. that. And then the Instagram um, is completely public. And I share a lot of personal shit on there. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of conversations. And, and, you know, I try to be nice to kind of everyone and have these conversations. But I get a lot of crazy weirdos. Um, I get a lot of people who expect things of me. And sometimes it does get overwhelming. It's like... I have people who text me like, why did you post that? Why did you, you know, why are you yeah. showing your skin? Or why are you doing this? Or why are you doing that? And I'm like, Is it stressful? Hmm? Is that stressful? Yes. Like, it really is. Like, I... And that, like, my, like, I try so hard to understand the stress that comes from that. And that's almost like, what do they say? Uh, almost like being empathetic mm-hmm. to, like, how you feel or even, like, my wife or whatever. Yeah. But, I, I, like, my brain can't process it especially if you don't know me like we've never met yeah we've never exchanged a conversation and then you want to post something a comment on my page or inbox me or something like that and people are devastated or like their yeah. day is shook that doesn't that so much bother me strangers it's, it's that, people yeah. who know me like in real life right who will text like they'll they know my personal number will text me and be like why did you post that on Instagram? Like, are you trying to be an Instagram model? Are you trying to be like, like basically, like, because some of the things I post are a little flirty, you know what I'm saying? But it, it goes with <laughs> it goes the brand. With the brand. Yeah. It goes with the brand, but not everybody thinks that, well, Amber, that doesn't align with your personality, doesn't align with who you are. And I'm like, fuck you, I'm trying to be flirty, damn it. Flirty, flirty. I'm brand new. I'm brand new. I'm glad you brought that up. So that brings up two things. So, one, these people would probably be having something to say even if social media wasn't yeah. a thing True. because True. they'd be like oh well, I saw you at such and such event mm-hmm. yesterday why did you have that on so mm-hmm. I feel that people who experience that and we all do you know everyone says like oh I saw this or I saw that um but it would happen in another medium anyway For sure. so those people who are have an opinion would have an opinion no matter what platform it was right. so I I think I think what we're able to do is you take social media out of the qu- equation. It's not social media that's causing it. It's the fact that they would have something to say about you. Yeah. Here's another question, though. What you're building your page on, right? So we talked about the talent, like what you're on there for, right? If I'm on there for my looks and that's what I'm hyping up, that's what I feel like my talent is, and someone comes at that, like, I can see that maybe taking a bigger toll, especially on a female. I don't mean to classify it one way or the other, but especially on a female. Whereas, like, I mean, well, that's I mean, someone that, that whole me. situation is built on insecurities right. in the first place. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so, you know, so. so here's so here's two things about that. One, social media is um, 100% predicated on attention. Mm-hmm. We all are vying for the same, you know, however many billion of people in the world attention. Right. And they can spend their attention on or off social media, and then if they're on social media, they can spend it with any of the other billions and billions right, of sure. accounts that are on these social networks. So you you do the things 
that get you grabs those people's attention and keeps their attention. Right. It doesn't just grab it for a second, which is what the, a lot of the Instagram models are doing. Exactly. It grabs it for a second, but it doesn't keep the attention. Mm-hmm. And then the the second thing, and this is what we tell all of our brands, and when we're talking to people about building their personal brand, is to have three pillars. And so you decide what your three brands. I'm not paying for this, by the way. This is not a concept. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna remember it, I'm gonna I'm gonna it but I'm not paying for it. Because I, like I said, you've been sizing up the kid the whole time. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So, so you have three pillars, and you you just sit down and take a little bit of time, and you probably already know what they are. Right. And these are just three things that really embody who you are or who your brand is. And so, you know, for me, it's um, uh, empowering women. Mm -hmm. It's my family. And it's, I guess what people call lifestyle. I don't really like that term because I feel like it's so dumb. Like, what a dumb thing to say. But lifestyle means the fact that I like to do and experience things, but I also like the way that I look and the lifestyle. Persona. Um, yeah. And selfies. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it's called. Coming from another social media brander. Um, so, any, so, so, so what you do is if at any time you're not sure if you should put something on social media, you just say, does this, could I, could I sit down with somebody and say, this falls under this pillar because. Mm-hmm. And if you can't answer that question to yourself, you probably shouldn't post it. And so I say that to my husband all the time. He's like, I'm like, is this in your brand pillars? (laughs) He's like, I'm on a rant. I'm like, maybe don't be on a rant. And, um, and, and I've done it too. You know, he's, he's been like, yeah, you were kind of on 10 the other day. You were off your pillar (laughs) the other day. And then I have to think of a way how I can make it be in right. We got new pillars <laughs> because I do this. I get five. Right. You only got three though. We, we're swapping one out. Right. 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 Tag out a pillar. Right. I think the worst thing that you can do, and we do the same, a similar um, strategy. But I think the worst thing that you can do is build a personal brand around something that you're not. Because then now you're what? Set, you're setting up yourself for like yeah. like the ultimate know. bachelor. What you gonna do? Oh, what you gonna you gotta, do? You gotta live no, up to these on, expectations. Oh. Who said? Listen, listen, hold on. No, I just want to say your brand pillars. <laughs> My brand pillars. I've been asking you about you this. Did, you did. Empowerment. Give you an a plus. And this is why you're not gonna get an invoice at the end of this is because you at the very beginning of explaining the ultimate bachelor said. This is not about your relationship status. This sure. is for men who are single, single, married, right. in a relationship, whatever. And that statement got you out of any life change that you might have. <laughs> right. And not in like a sleek, in like a slick way, right. but in a real way of. Oh no, he's like Bill Adam Take the camera off. And I think that the, that to your point, a lot of people don't understand that and don't realize that, yes, you can have a brand that is maybe predicated around some specific thing or point in time, but it's about how you frame your brand message and that can live on, you know, even if that changes. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's important. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm going to say it real quick because I want to understand and make sure we're all talking about the same thing between the three of us. I feel like you're saying... 
don't say this is me if it's not me, right? 100%. And you're saying first thing I said was it's it's just to make you look twice. That's what because that's what the name is, right? And you and everyone does. And as soon as I say that, they're like, damn, you got me. <laughs> so, anyways, but anyways, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, um, I think like most people approach social to grab, like I mean, in everyday life. I feel like the majority of people are doing things to try to get attention, mm-hmm. which again kind of piggies back on the whole insecurity thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're, if you approach social media, like I'm going to document my journey, I'm going to document my everyday experiences right. for that to provide um, a reflection of who I am or whatever the case may be. If you're actually thinking about it like that, then I think that's when the magic happens. Like that's when all of a sudden you look up and you have thousands of thousands of followers because sure. you are being so authentic mm-hmm. um, to who you are. Like rappers, you know, once upon a like before social media, when you couldn't really see like who they were and you couldn't expose them, and they're talking about gang banging and killing and like doing all these different things, and using that kind of image to sell more records and to mm-hmm. build their audience faster. Um, it it set them up for failure, really, because now you created this persona, and everybody's looking at you in a certain type of way, and now like you're stressed out because you're trying to limit, up, like cover up things and like portray this lifestyle that you don't really have, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens on social a lot with like Instagram models and influencers and people who rent cars to like pretend like they're rich and Mm -hmm. you know guys who only post videos of them popping bottles in the club and they don't even have a car or a house Mm -hmm. you know like people get caught up into that because like social media is real life and what happens in real life isn't real life Mm -hmm. if it's not on social then it didn't really happen just to to follow up on that too as well I feel like there's they set themselves up especially in the music industry it's a very opinionated based industry so you basically just setting yourself up to, you know, not have a longevity in your career or do other things. And I feel like it takes a lot of, it consumes, it consumes a person too much, you know. You right. waste a lot of energy trying to put up this persona and trying to be somebody that you're not. And you more so become a thing than actual, you know, what you actually came there for, right. for a career, for a song or whatever. But I, I feel like it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And I think to that point, I think maybe that's why you got so many so many musicians in your inbox, Rob, and even me, because back in the day, that's how they used to market um, artists and musicians, is they would create a brand package. We're going to say you're 24. You might be 33, but we're going to say you're 24. Mm -hmm. We're going to say you live this type of lifestyle. You dress like this. We're going to... create this image and no one's going to be any the wiser because there's yeah. no way for them to really verify it. stressed out and on right. drugs mm-hmm. and alcoholics so and now to keep it's up. like trying now it's up. like no you ha- people got to like you yeah. people yeah. got to like you for wh- whatever it is right. for whoever mm-hmm. you are whatever you you portray but you got to be able to keep up with that and i don't think um artists really get it i think there's still a lot of that old mindset and i think it's also hard to do but or it seems hard to do but really mm-hmm. For anyone watching, I think the key takeaway here is when you do what you love and you, you can simply document whatever that is. If you're in the studio recording, yeah. if you're whatever it may be, just even like with the podcast, I mean, doing this stuff or whatever, it, it's something that I fell into, but it's growing. It might not be like growing at lightning speed, but it's growing because I've just continued to do what I love to do and I document the process. Right. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody today, I was listening to a podcast and she said something really interesting. 
and she was talking about how she was on the fence on whether she wanted to create a podcast or not, mm-hmm. and then she decided to do it. And what she found was that her audience started to grow because they were learning about her and mm-hmm. her story, and they were becoming like they were being inserted into her journey. Mm-hmm. And the podcast was kind of like the voice, you know, of how that story was playing out. Right. And I, I think you know that's why pod, I think that's why podcasts are all of a sudden becoming so popular because it's an easy way to have this type of conversation and dialogue yeah. without like necessarily planning it all out and having like this vision. It's just, or having to read it. Or having to read it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of all like, you. it's hard to fake like live action. Yeah. You know, it's hard to like pretend to be something in this yeah. type of setting. Mm-hmm. The real person just kind of always comes out, so... With that said, how often do you guys have clients that want to put something up and you're like, well, come on, we're not putting that up. And you might just say it in your mind, but you're like, that's not real. So, not often, surprisingly, and that's because most of our clients don't do anything. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. They're not posting anything. You got to so. come up with you. I think yeah. you do. I, I will say, um, we, we did have one client who, the owner of the company would jump on the brand Twitter account whenever he felt like it just and just have, like, rants. And not necessarily anything terrible, but just something that should be your personal Twitter account, sure. not the brand's account. Right. Yeah. And, um, and when we came on, it was something that all the staff knew and just was fine with and just let every you know, they just said it. They were like, oh, well, just so you know, he's going to jump on every once in a while. And I said... No, he's not. Yeah. Like, I can help him set up his own Twitter account, right. but like, no, he's not going to jump on. I'm going to change his password right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, this is not happening. And so um, that is, at least with with larger companies, that's that, not, what happens. Yeah, that, yeah. No, that, you know, that really doesn't happen a yeah. lot. But I I would assume that, and, and you might know this question, the answer to this question more, but I would assume that with, you know, individuals, especially creatives, then you do have more of that because it's there, so they're not going to completely ever relinquish control, sure. nor should they. Um, so it's probably kind of a different balance, and and um, that's probably why we don't like to work with a lot of individuals. We sure. want to work with a brand that's kind of the people and the company are not so intertwined that sure. that, that happens. Absolutely. I think uh, I've never had that happen with an actual business or company. I've had it happen with, um, with artists and musicians, but I really enjoy working again because I think it's it's interesting. It's a, a different ball game, really, to build up someone's personal brand or their personal professional brand. Um, and you definitely have you know uh, things that you run into that you don't when you deal with a business. But um, but it is a completely it's a different strategy. It's a different approach, and I think that's why I like doing it because I have such a like diverse background of different things that I've worked with at different companies and individuals and things like that. And, and that's why I started, you know, kind of using my own brand as a guinea pig to see what works, what doesn't work, um, how quickly can I get organic growth versus, you know, when I try to do something else. And then I'll try to replicate some of that stuff on other musicians that I work with. And it's interesting to see there are certain things that are just like true and tried regardless of what the brand is. Um, yeah. So I know we're over our hour. Yeah. Um. So I want to wrap up, but I want to give you guys an opportunity to shout out anything that you. I know you got some exciting stuff going on. So yeah. if you want to talk about that. Um. So so follow us on Instagram at Glow Social, 
and um, it's G-L-O-W social. And right now we've just launched our very first um, online course. And I'm really excited because I've never done anything like this before. And I put a lot of hard work into just trying to capture everything I know into this social media 101 seven day course. You hear that, Alex? She has a course you can take. <laughs> I don't need a course. Because <laughs> I'm putting my true journey. <laughs> So, so I do want to to let everybody know that check us out on Instagram <coughs> at Glow Social, and we've got the link and all the information about the course. But I'm really excited about that, and and that's for you know the person who just started a business, the person who just wants to get their personal brand up. Um, it is it is at a rate that I we're just giving it away, and I'm really excited. Wait, to hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So you need it now, don't you? <laughs> you said you kind of like giving it away yeah. with the rate? Yeah. Let me follow up Glow Social. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I'm excited. And just message me at Glow Social um, and and we'll connect. Awesome. Thank you so much. And then we've got Jamie. You got anything you want to shout out? Any last words? No, just follow Nothing. me. You look, you know, I didn't even realize you started talking. I was like, damn, you look like super financial advisory today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely look like I'm at a desk right now. Yes, yeah. Yeah, just follow me on Twitter, Instagram. At what's the handle? Brito B R I T O underscore Jamie J A M I E. Oh my god. Jalen said it on all social media. Uh, if anyone's looking for a speaker, um, someone to come in and talk on a panel about social media, entrepreneurship, fashion, lifestyle. I'm really trying to expand in, in my portfolio this year. So um, nice. I'm available. We should go on the road. We should. What's all the things I like to talk about? <laughs> Y'all about, about to collaborate? <laughs> I'm about to come with the mic. It's about to be the crazy show. Wait, wait. You, you still have the barbershop? Courtney, Courtney, absolutely. I want to bring the whole setup to the barbershop yeah, for like a day yeah, and just do like a marathon podcast yeah, with like people coming in and just talking whenever, and stuff. Whenever you want. Just yeah. give, me a, give me a date. Yeah. Amber, tell you, what's, I'm, what you, I'm, what's yours? I'm going to follow you. Robert Courtney Collins. On Instagram, actually Robert Courtney Collins on everything. Um, yeah, so anybody needs speakers, panel members, anywhere. If if you have the budget, we will travel. <laughs> <laughs> Keyword budget. <laughs> we will travel. I'm just um, gonna hitch my horse but, <laughs> but if you if you're we local, we may <laughs> right. Come bring all of us. Which, interestingly so enough, I met both Rob and Courtney while I was speaking. I was speaking at Beauty Br yes. Bread and Brains. Mm -hmm. I can, can never say it right. <laughs> when I met her and I was at um, Social, Social Media Day Detroit, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I could totally come along. <laughs> you gave a great presentation that day. But, yeah, hit me up if you're interested in that. Otherwise, if you need social media services, um, Robert Courtney and Associates would love to help you. Um, we also have an online course and a physical course, buildyou.co, if you want to check that out to get basic insights um, where you can kind of do self-help or you can sign up for our full courses that we offer. Um, those are available. And then coming up in June, we'll be doing our next Branding for Beginners with Detroit Startup Week. So that's always super cool. So, mm -hmm. yeah, follow me, Robert Courtney Collins. Uh, website is... Robert Courtney and Associates.com. Awesome. And then. <laughs> <laughs>
Ultimate Bachelor just for shock value because I'm living my real life. And Robert Robert said I have to do that. So um, at U-L-T-B-A-C-H, and you should be able to find me on Amber's page. Because she should be tagging me from now on. You don't even tag me. Uh, every time I tag you. You don't tag me. You don't show me I, t- no I tag her every time. Love. I don't care all the time. And, and she shit. hasn't liked a single picture on I, my page. Oh, that's yeah. a lie. Have you? That's Not for a while. When is the last time you like one of my pictures? I've been po- every time you post a picture. Why? We're going to talk about it off air. We're going to talk about it off air. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty, bloody, and thriving.